Hello, Marvelites. Welcome to This Week in Marvel, the official Marvel podcast of all fun stuff. This is our interview show. I'm Ryan Panagos, a.k.a. Marvel's Agent M. Uh, so... For our interview shows, we talk to all kinds of cool people from movies and television, video games, comics, all around the place. And uh, the music side, I get to have a lot of fun with it and get to invite cool people on to uh, to talk about their music and talk about their Marvel fandoms. So this episode, we actually have two guests, two separate interviews I did. Uh, the first is with Joey Cape from Lagwagon, uh, which is awesome. You're going to hear me nerd out. A fair bit, uh, just because it was, you know, I've been listening to Lagwagon since, gosh, it's been at least 20 years. Uh, so it was super neat. We had a fun chat. Uh, we talked about all kinds of fun stuff, and um, I, I just had a blast. He was he was super cool, um, and you can check uh, Joey out um, on his solo stuff. You can check Lagwagon out. You know, just uh, Fat Records is just that's where all that stuff is. Um, and then we uh, we had the Warriors, or Warriors, no the, I think. And a great band. Um, they just put out, they had just put out a new record when we did this interview, and I was geeking out on that because I was was and still am listening to it a whole bunch. Uh, it's really good. It's um, you know punk rock. It's got some uh, you know specific uh, politics and really cool stuff that uh, I jive with and I think it's really neat and we have the whole band here and there's a lot of geeking out uh, between the different members of the group and myself and uh, it's a whole lot of fun so um, check that out uh, right now Hello Marvelites, I'm Ryan Panagos aka Marvel's Agent M and I am joined by Joey Cape How's it going? Uh, Good man, it's nice to be here this is kind of amazing yeah, it, it's yeah. it's super fun. It's super fun for me. Um, when I think it was Vanessa over at Fat got in touch with us, I uh, was like, "Hey, do you want to have Joey Cape come by?" I'm like, "Yes, that would be really cool." Oh, I remember, um, I think it was Layman's Terms. The first time I heard that was like, when did that come out? It, that was on Survival of the Fattest. Yeah, it was on the second. So one of those like comps, so ninety four five something, something like, like that. Yeah. So I yeah. like I that song gets stuck is, I have that song tied to my 14, 15 year old girlfriend, her grandmother's house, time in my life very specifically, yeah. and it's like great. It's like it brings me such joy and such amazing memories. And yeah. then you know like digging into more of Lagwagon after that. It was just great. So I'm excited to have you here. Thank cool. you for coming by. Oh, man, it's my pleasure. Absolutely. Uh, so you're in New York for tour stuff? Yeah, I'm playing tonight at uh, Bowery Electric. Yeah. Uh, what is Bowery Electric? It's down the street from the Bowery Ballroom. Okay. It's in the, you know, in the Bowery, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I haven't been to this venue yet. Okay, actually. yeah. But I think it's just maybe a smaller version. I'm not sure. I never know what to expect. I mean, it's an acoustic <laughs> tour, so it's right. a very different kind of thing, these tours. You know, some nights it's a bar, some nights it's uh, a car. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so you're, you're playing solo? or is there? Uh, like... Yeah, I'm touring with a, with a number of other singer-songwriter guys, and we kind of collaborate and do the songwriter in the round thing. And, and uh, yeah, it's really fun. Yeah, I saw you. There were post, uh, pictures on your, on your Twitter of, like, uh-huh. taking uh, fans out to see the Blood Moon. Was it? Oh, yeah, yeah. That was that great. Was great. Yeah, I mean, it was like we were watching it right before we started to play. Yeah. And I'm thinking, this is just unfair. 
there's uh, this whole venue full of people and they're not getting to see this thing that only happens every 50 years or what? So, yeah, 20, 33, 33 or 50, uh, whatever so, it is. Oh, well, that's the other one I get confused, the blue moon. Yeah, the yeah. Other one. But we had them both this year, I think. Yeah, right? yeah. It was crazy. Exactly, yeah. So uh, I just went in there and first song I said, why don't we all go outside and do this in the parking lot? And that got boring really quick. Actually, it was <laughs> funny because we got out there and I said, there it is. And it was gone. <laughs> it was like just barely there and it was gone. But still, that's a nice, nice moment. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how did you get into punk rock? I feel, I will caveat that I listened, do you know uh, Damien Abraham from Effed Up? Oh he yeah, does, I just uh, did a, I just talked to him for three hours the other night in Toronto and it was probably I love the him most so enjoyable much. conversation yeah. I've ever had in an interview. I mean, both of us, I think we're kind of like, it was like long lost brothers. Yeah, he's a great guy. Oh my god, we did two hours here. He did, yeah. and I did. I put him an hour on my show. I did an hour on his show, and awesome. it's just great. So like now, anytime I talk to someone who's in music, I was like, "How did you get into it?" And I start to think, "Well, that's damn it. That's how he does his interviews." But yeah. we have different well, audiences. There's only you know however many questions in the world that you can ask. I think we can right? find a couple. Yeah. But like <laughs> I I'm you know I haven't heard the interview yet, so I'm fascinated by well, it. Well, see, I mean, it, it was we we decided at the end that it was going to be at least a two-parter, maybe a three-parter, because I think we both want to continue. He happens to be very interested in uh, my childhood connection to punk rock. Mm -hmm. It's sort of his passion. It's yes. this thing called Nardcore, which is, that's where I'm from. And these are the bands that I grew up playing with. And I knew all those guys. So I think for him, it was it was just as fun. But he's just, yeah, he's a good conversationalist. Yeah, for his mind for history of punk rock and hardcore is incredible. He remembers it all. Everything. And like I was I'm from Long Island, so I was on the, in the Long Island hardcore scene in the 90s and early cool. into the early 2000s and he was like I, I probably would have said a one ex, like really obscure band he would have had known like three more yeah, yeah. on the same, yeah. you know, label that put out four releases or yeah. something crazy like that. And what's great about talking to somebody like that is that they bring out your memories. Yeah. You know, you start to peel back all these layers and that's what was happening with him. Yeah. He's, totally. Yeah, it's the coolest. He's great. Um, for the Marvel fans, though, who may or may not listen to Turned Out of Punk, which you guys should because it's great, um, what is Nardcore? What is your intro to all this stuff? Well, Nardcore was based on a town called Oxnard, Really, the bands were from Central California, Oxnard, Ventura, Camarillo. These, and I grew up in a town called Camarillo. Um, and, uh, you know, it was just this Central Coast punk rock scene that spawned a lot of bands that mostly are gone. Um, and then it, it sort of had a sound. Mm -hmm. now, I'm not really sure. Uh, I mean, there's, there's famous, there's bands that are considered seminal bands from that scene. Um, but the only ones that really exist that I think you could probably tie pretty directly to it is well, no effects, maybe. But they really were from LA. RKO. RKO, yeah, mm. but they're all dead. Oh, Isn't that sad? That's a bummer. <laughs> Almost all of them are gone. It's really kind of <laughs> awful to talk about. But it's, but it's you know, yeah. So it's 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 very selective the audience, you know, for that. And uh, I just grew up playing with those bands and I was in a band too I was a little kid I played drums and I got kind of drafted into this band uh, called Urban Assault mm -hmm. and uh, which he actually I think knew about which is unbelievable because like, we made like one demo tape um, it, it's it's bonkers yeah. like you can't stress that enough about how deep his crazy knowledge yeah, was. Yeah. it's wonderful it's, great. it's really fun but that's it that's all it is and 
just you know and that's where i grew up and so getting onto fat because i listened to um uh the two episodes he did with uh fat mike and he did with um i apologize for forgetting her name the co the co-head of fat um, oh aaron briquette yeah yeah aaron yeah. Um, she was saying, I think she said that you like came up to them at a show with like a demo tape. You were like mm-hmm. 13, 14. And, and was, was that the, how you got into? No, no, no. I mean, I, I mean, the Narcore stuff was like in 81, uh-huh. 80, it was, you know, I'm an old man. So, you know, that was like a, a totally different generation. Uh, I think I came up to Mike in like 1990 or something, which was about when I heard he was starting this fat records. Right. Um, and, uh, my band had just 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 about broken up you know we i had moved up north to the bay area in san francisco and i saw him at a show and I, I just happened to have a demo tape and i thought what the hell so i gave it to him he was talking to some mutual friends actually an hardcore guy he was talking to some of the rkl guys and uh yeah that was it i mean he called me the next morning i was just getting ready to go paint a house <laughs> you know what i mean and <laughs> i was staying at my dad's up there and and my dad said, there's a guy named Fat Mike on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was it. That's awesome. Yeah, it was yeah, cool. Because we always get questions at Marvel of, I I want to make comics. I, how do I break in? How do I do How do I do that as a career? Yeah, wow. Tough. And it's, yeah, because the field is, you know, it's relatively small, all things considered. We put out a ton of comics every month, like 50 or 70 or whatever it is. Mm. And so there's a lot of people involved with those. But if you step back, the number of people who want to make those comics and get them out there is enormous. Yeah, I can imagine. Our base advice is like, if you want to write a comic, write. If you want to draw a comic, draw. I mean, what do you? Is it similar for people who want to get into music? I would imagine you get a lot. You you would get us that yeah. a bunch when you talk to fans. And yeah, stuff. and it's really kind of convoluted now. It's not as simple as it used to be. I mean, <clears throat> it used to just be a matter of uh, creating your art and and you know sort of submitting it to various channels in the world and and maybe if you're lucky, you get kind of a groundswell from playing shows, that kind of thing. And obviously now anybody can be a photographer or an artist or a writer or you know what I mean yeah. it's like everybody has a voice through the networks which is kind of a great thing but I find it to be a little more difficult to find the gems you know in the in the, the mass yeah but yeah I mean music is uh it's you know and of course it's not really selling anything anymore either so it, it's it's a whole different world I yeah I don't know I feel <laughs> sort of sorry for people <laughs> I sort of feel like sometimes I just made that cut just barely got in there in time before yeah. it got crazy yeah. but you know there are there are good new ideas happening so sure. we'll see there's also I mean there's a lot of avenues to for you know whether you want to do comics or even music like get it just putting it out there even if no one's hearing it you you can get it out there with the potential in yeah. so many ways that just yeah. like and that groundswell thing can happen yeah. in that regard you, you get know, you good. one person can help you out with a tweet like, you know, I think about that all the time. Like, someone will send something to me, and I've got a stupid number of Twitter followers. And it's like, okay, if I tweet this out, then I know that a bunch of people are going to see it. And then if it's something that I like, maybe they're going to like it. And, like, you can help that along. Yeah. And you hope that there's good people trying to help other people yeah. push things forward. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what it's like in this industry, but uh, it's – I think what's what's odd is that – it seems like a lot of the things that get traction in my world um, 
don't sound like they ha- like longevity to me. You know, they sound very. Um, I don't want to say superficial, but there's a lot of things that that get a lot of hits. You know, or uh-huh. like a lot of YouTube vo- views or something. If, and uh, a lot of these things, um, you can almost hear that it's kind of like, you know, the hit of the, the thing of the week. You know, right. or like this, just because there's something maybe slightly uh, not original. Because everything seems pretty derivative. Mm-hmm. I guess it's part of getting older. You know, I, you kind of feel like yeah. you go, "Oh, I've seen this four times. I know this show." <laughs> <laughs> but so I don't know, you know, how different it is in your world. I imagine it's got to be slightly different, you know, just because. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's a there's a real art to the the writing. There is, but at the same time, there are, you know, a number of artists and writers who influenced people starting like. Jack Kirby is one of the greatest mm-hmm. comic book artists yeah. of all time, right? right. Like, you know yeah. Jack I, Kirby. I definitely exactly. know who that is. And so Thanks to him. his influence <laughs> is so profound mm-hmm. that you will see guys doing, you know, Jack Kirby-style stuff yeah. today. But It's a genre. And, and, but they're doing it in a way where you're like, oh, that's cool. Like, uh, yeah. it, th- they can yeah. take something like that yeah. and still make it relevant and, and awesome well and exciting, which is... Which is good, mm-hmm. uh, but that I think that speaks more to the base that they're working off of uh, being very strong. And sometimes maybe in the music, it's like, well, they're on but, shaky ground to begin but with. But it is just that. It is just that. It's all you can find. You know, some kind of uh, place that something comes from. You can you can find these connections, um, but it is just how they do it. You know, and sometimes it's something really brilliant. Or you know, just just a, a mix of of different sounds uh, with music. I hear something every once in a while, and I go, God, I don't even know what to think of this. It's just, it's you know, and I think when you know it's great is when the person that's doing it did it because it was them, like their collective of these things that have mm-hmm. happened to them in their life, and this is what they have to do. Yeah, and so it's still like absolutely art. You know, it's it's. It's when you can kind of feel the the derived uh, thing happening. When you feel like it, it, it doesn't have integrity, you know. You can. I don't know why. I feel like you can hear and see that if yeah. you know your. If you know your. Uh, right. If your you like thing. are deeply into it yeah. and understand it, the passion. Yeah. So proves. like you you'll see something every once in a while, like you said. That yeah. you, you say this is amazing. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, it is very cool. Music's very similar in that way. Yeah, I was. Uh, I'm training for a half marathon and a whole bunch of things. So I'm, oh boy. Yeah, it's intense. So I, I usually run with my wife, but I was running alone this past weekend, and I was listening to music and stuff. And uh, a sick of it all song came on, and it reminded me back to being like Spotify or something. No, on my playlist. Oh, uh, nice. you know, it was it was step down. It was just I had it on random right. and. So it, like it reminded me of a very specific a specific time in my life and everything, and it Did you was just here? you said Long yeah, Island, Long yeah, Island, yeah. Queens, yeah, yeah. I'm a New York kid. Wow. Um, but it was like a wave of uh, energy and adrenaline mm-hmm. and excitement, and it was just like the greatest feeling. And it was all I could think about it was like how important music is to to who I am, and how upsetting it would be to not have that connection to music yeah. like how integral it's been in my life and every step of the way yeah. and how the, the way that music can make someone feel an, any number of things it's almost like when you meet somebody who doesn't really like food 
It's a very odd thing, but every once in a while I meet someone who says, yeah, I don't really listen to music. And I think, that's I I don't know how to relate to that. (laughs) I mean, you know, it's a, you know, you you eat, you read, you you listen. These are like these universal languages that everybody has at their, you know, right in front of them their whole lives. And so it's sort of... Yeah, I just make that that analogy because everyone's. I'm kind of a foodie after traveling for so many years. Oh yeah, sure. Part of it, you know. And when I meet somebody that you can tell doesn't really like to eat, I'm just blown away by it. Yeah, it's odd. Yeah, music uh, is powerful. Yeah, it's funny. I I can't listen to any. If I go to the gym, it has to be like, like the the heavy stuff. You know, it's got to be like I'll put on like you know Metallica and stuff like that and. And I just feel like a total moron because I'm like, rawr, 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 you know, or whatever. But at the same time, it's like they can't hear it. Right. So I'm okay. I'm yeah. safe in my little crazy world. <laughs> but if it's does that, if it flips that switch in your head when you need yeah. it to, yeah. Like I was six and a half miles into my run, yeah. And I was like, this is great. I feel good, but I know I have two and a half more miles to go. It was yeah. like that got me to yeah. the end is what I needed yeah. at that point which was and if you're if you're shuffling and, and a certain song comes on and it's like uh oh yeah Nuh-uh. get out of my way let's go <laughs> yeah it was it was great and yeah it's awesome know, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think about that that bit in Shawshank Redemption he's like haven't you ever felt that way about music and he's talking about mm-hmm. the power anyway I love music beautiful and, scene right yeah. oh my gosh yeah um, but food food I I freaking love food. Um, and I'm fascinated because you talked about traveling all that much. Mm. We have uh, one of our guys here. He sort of handles talent management, but now he's liaising with a lot of Asia uh, and oh, doing wow. a lot of different things. But he's okay. traveled for years, yeah. and he's got this great food blog. Yeah, um, and it's just every time he comes back from a trip, and he's traveling two or three times a week, uh, a month wow. um, around the world, he'll just bring crazy exotic snacks back with him. That's I think awesome. we had uh, we had little grubs like they were it was from i think he was in the philippines yeah and it was like a package of like candy grubs but they were just like were you guys scared dried i didn't get to them before they were gone they were actually people had like dug into them and like tried them which is great because you they probably had real cane sugar in them and and you know some natural ingredients or who knows (laughs) you know yeah (laughs) all bets are off what's your uh what's your favorite cuisine uh, I, I like Asia a lot. Mm-hmm. I, well, j- in particular, Japan. I mean, I'm a big fan of fish, so I like being there. Although, um, I guess now we have to worry about radiation and the fish or something. I don't know. I'm going there soon with my family. I'm taking my daughter and wife. So they're both vegetarians, though. So it should be interesting. Yeah. But I think, actually, there's a lot of vegan restaurants in Japan now. So that's changed quite a bit. But I'm a big fan. Of, I, I kind of like it all. Sure. You know? I, I eat everything. Except I haven't really been eating beef Mm-hmm. That's an occasion. Uh, there's a restaurant in Montreal called Maison Publique, which is my favorite restaurant on, you know, in North America. And uh, this guy Derek is like a old punk that became a chef, yep. and he worked under Jamie Oliver at mm-hmm. Eleven in London, or, and uh, and he's made his way back over here, and he opened this restaurant, and it's just phenomenal. It's so good, and he made this sort of like. Uh, I think it was two times ago that I, I go there every time I go there. Uh, except this time, because we were there on Monday and it was closed. Ooh. Oh. And he was doing some kind of foodie convention in Kelowna or whatever. But uh, anyway, um, 
pointless details. Um, but he, uh, one of the times I went there, he he made like a brisket or some kind of you know beef thing, and and you know you have to eat that. Yeah, yeah, and it doesn't make you feel strange if you haven't had it before. So I make exceptions, but everything else, yeah, nice. Mostly when I'm on the road. When I'm home, I kind of play the role of you know. My daughter's super into like pita and these kinds of things. So That's I, great. I got to clean. Yeah, she's cool. I mean, yeah. I'll show you. This is funny. She did this all on her own. She's 11, and her and her best friend, because they're so in contact with the PETA people, they went and protested the Ringley Brothers Circus recently. And I was like, I don't know how to feel about this. This just, I don't want somebody to, you know, yell at my daughter. Sure. But they were right at the entrance. You got to see this picture. It's great. I mean, I'm sorry. People listening are like, picture? <laughs> we can't see that. Oh, but it's so funny. Tucker, you'll you'll take note. You'll uh, if we need to cut out some of this, you'll you'll lock that up. Oh yeah, sorry. I have That's a all right. I see to do this. Well, I'll never find it anyway. Jeez. Oh well. It was a great picture that you could have seen. What was it? <laughs> what was the actual picture? It's her at the entrance, uh-huh. uh, just down the street from our house at a place called Cow Palace in San Francisco, mm-hmm. and that's where the Ringley Brothers does their annual stop by, you know, and. She was out there with all these PETA people, and they're all adults. And it's just her and her little friend holding their little signs, you know, that say, you know, something about cruelty to animals, like pictures of elephants. Yeah, and, yeah. Because there's, I guess there was some viral video going around of the way they treat their elephants. And that kind of stuff is such a bummer. Yeah. But I love food, so, you know, I don't know what to do. <laughs> it's, you know? it's hard to... Meat to, and potatoes yeah. upbringing, you know. It's, yeah. yeah. I, 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 I often kind of talk to my daughter about those things and and uh and i just have this sort of smirk on my face like and she's just <laughs> disgusted by me <laughs> what are you gonna do yeah. yeah uh i like that you mentioned the cow palace i've never been there but uh i'm a wrestling fan so i oh right you know like pro wrestling uh, uh, dudes would always talk about going and like seeing either performing or seeing shows at the cow palace oh they're adorable like that's awesome that they're that young and they're believe in that and like are trying to make a difference i've never been to a wrestling match at cow pops i've seen some concerts there yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> missed uh, that yeah somehow missed that hockey was going on there for a while we mm-hmm. had a uh, the bulls like a minor league hockey team that was playing there and, and that was getting really popular and i kept saying make sure i won't tour as much i'm gonna start going to those hockey games i mean just walking distance from my house practically but uh they, uh, I guess they went down. They went out. Oh, that's too bad. They didn't make it. Minor league sports are super fun. I know, and like I guess they do there's the a wackiest lot of fights stuff. and stuff. <laughs> Not that I like that, <laughs> but uh, I heard they were pretty exciting games. But yeah, wrestling happens there a lot too. Yeah, yeah. What we do go to every year is, is the uh, the uh, Dickens Fair. What's that? Oh, like Charles Dickens? Yes, and it's amazing. Yeah. I mean, it sounds so lame. <laughs> it sounds like Renaissance Fair, you know, but it's just amazing uh all these you know actors they dress up and they take on these roles and they even have like the skid row part of it where they're like you know the, the ladies in the night hang mm-hmm, out mm-hmm. and there's like there's really sketchy bars and you can go to really nice bars and uh you know if you go into a really ritzy bar and it's set up like this this whole town and they just put a ton of work into it it's unbelievable. How long does so that last? much fun. It's like uh, two weeks or something. That's cool. Yeah, we went twice last year, and I couldn't believe it. By the end of it, I was like, oh, I'm dressing up next year. <laughs> I'm going to get into this. It's going to be awesome. 
Yeah, it's very unlike me, but yeah, that's a great one if you ever go there, check it out. It's awesome. Yeah, it's really good. Um, so we talked a little bit about you uh, on tour, uh, playing with a bunch of other singer-songwriters. What was the first acoustic thing that you project you did was with the thing with Tony Slide? Yeah, the first which was split. so that was great. I oh, remember thanks. here what was that two thousand four five? Yeah, maybe? something like that. Yeah, Mike, uh, I think had the idea to put. You know, a lot of us had been doing that forever. I mean, you know, uh, we write on an acoustic guitar. I don't write on an electric guitar mm-hmm. through an amp. You know, I've always played acoustic and. The original incarnations of all the songs I've written, there's always a demo of some sort, you know, that's on an acoustic. And I think that's true for most of the guys. So, you know, it's something that we already do and are comfortable with. And uh, I think Mike had asked Tony, uh, I want to start doing splits with the songwriters doing acoustic versions of the songs or new songs. And Tony said, oh, I'd like to do it with Joey. And that was great because I had been doing it a lot at my house. I always had kind of a home studio. and uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. But we did just do covers of our bands, which is, it wasn't, uh, I didn't feel like it was the real thing, mm-hmm. you know? And then I think it was 2008, I put out my first full length solo thing. And it was okay. <laughs> <laughs> They're getting better, I think. <laughs> so it's one, four? Is this the new one is the fourth or the, of the full length? Well, I've done, I, the thing is I've done all these kind of, uh, you know, like co-op kind of things. I've done all these projects with other guys. Um, Tony and I had another thing called Scorpios, which was just a matter of these four guys that I was doing splits and, you know, touring with a lot. And one day on tour, we realized that we all had birthdays on the tour and we were all Scorpios. So we thought, we're a band. <laughs> so we made a, a four-way split with that. And those were all originals. Um, and I've done uh, three or four, yeah, four. Yeah, so is the new one that is I don't is that out yet? The, yeah, okay. it just came out. Okay, cool. And that's what I'm touring to support. Actually. It's awesome. Yeah, I was listening yeah. to it a little bit. The uh, Fat had sent it to me, so I was oh, listening cool. to that. It sounded great. Uh, and there's a story. Oh, there was some like I was reading a little bit of your bio. Yeah, fire. the character. Yeah, with the character. Yeah. Tell it, what's that all about? Well, uh, my daughter and wife are both artists, um, and I feel like it's safe to say that not pretentious because you know my wife it doesn't work and just it's what she does and and our house is kind of like it's like this big mess like just creative stuff going on all over the place never gets cleaned up and me going really can't we just (laughs) come on the guy who's on tour yeah like i come home and i go (laughs) well that looks great how long you started that four months ago Maybe you should finish that one before you started those 12 <laughs> other things. Yeah. But uh, but they make dolls. She's actually quite good at it. And uh, I, she started an Etsy store at one point and everything. But I think, you know, to keep up with it, it just kind of compromised what she wants to do. Right. But she makes dolls for, she's, you know, giving them to her, my mom and all these people. And, and they always try. She's really, really, really good at it. And uh, my daughter just kind of picked it up. And so she designed this doll for me that was based on, the concept of a Victorian morning doll, which is I, something in that era that, that, that kids would make, adults would make, mm-hmm. when they were mourning the loss of someone. Hmm. It's sort of a beautiful thing. Yeah. And it was a, a, a part of the grieving process. I Cathartic, thought. I would imagine. Yeah, yeah, and a really, really cool thing. I mean, I looked into it a bit, and uh, her doll was called Stitch Puppy, and he was this sort of, um, I don't know, it's hard to explain. I, I, I would have to show you a picture, but pretty easy to see I imagine online 
and uh, he's just sort of stitched together. It's like he's he's wearing this suit. He has these flowers down by his side, and he has this look. Uh, he's got wisdom, but he also looks like he's been sort of stood up and uh, been through a lot. And he's and I love the name. I mean, she names him Stitch. But you know, kids have that ability to just come up with a perfect name for things. It blows my mind. And uh, it's just yeah, he's sort of held. A bit, together by these figurative, figurative and literal stitches, you know, the wounds of his life. So that was that's just my most prized possession. And I, I, I took it on one tour mm -hmm. because, I, you know, she she's always given me these things that I put in my backpack as like, you know, the plane won't crash kind of thing. How long ago and did she make this? It was probably three years ago. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, the, you know, she had a little help from my wife. She was about eight at the time. And uh, I took it on one tour and I realized it was too valuable to me mm. and it was going to get damaged. I think I spilled a little coffee on it one day and thought, oh, what the hell am I doing? Yeah. So now it just sits on my bedside table. And uh, and about a year ago, I just had the idea, you know, it's nice to have a muse, like some kind of uh, conceptual thing mm -hmm. to go with. And I thought, this is this is cool. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write everything in, on this record and kind of try to do something um, that I can't explain. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll stop right there. Can't be explained. And then, yeah, anyway, and then I just took it a little further. I kind of embodied the doll and I dressed as a doll. I made my, my wife helped me make the suit because mm -hmm. the suit was sort of like this tattered looking thing. Made a version of it. and uh, That's what's on the cover, right? Yeah, yeah, there's me in the suit and then the dolls in the cover too and, and in the layout. And, and then uh, I did a photo shoot. And then after the photo shoot, I thought, I should do a video. <laughs> And so I wore that, it's green makeup, you know, and I had to shave my head. Mm -hmm. That's why my hair's just growing back here. <laughs> and I talked to a few of my friends, uh, three other guys or four other guys, into being Stitch Puppy characters as well. And yeah, it was fun. Directed a little video and made it in like three days. Didn't have to hire a director, end up getting something that I didn't want, which is always the case when people do videos for you. No matter how much you talk to them, their sure. vision comes into it, and, and you kind of feel like they didn't quite get mm -hmm. what you were going for. So that was a lot of fun. I mean, I, you know, I'm a big fan of film, so it's nice to actually do it at a very poor man's level, something. But I've been making videos for years. There was a, a record I put out called Doesn't Play Well With Others, mm -hmm. and I made a video for each song. I did like a subscription-based thing where I did a song a month, and and then I, I, I took on the impossible task of making videos too and recording these songs you know and when I started I thought I'm good I'm like six months ahead this is gonna be easy and then like six months went by and I was like oh <laughs> I, have to, I don't know if I'm supposed to cuss on this uh, anyway 29 14 yeah, yeah there you go sorry buddy. <laughs> um, yeah and uh, you know touring a lot sure and that's how we make money so yeah that was tough but it's just yeah it's a lot of fun this dish puppy thing it's cool uh, you mentioned film. Do you have like I can't say favorite movie or whatever, but what what are the movies like? If you think of the uh, movies that you, the obvious ones that come to, to mind immediately, uh, um, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's mm -hmm. Nest. I mean, when I was a kid, that was one of my favorites. Um, you know, everybody would say something like Citizen Kane, but I like the end a lot. <laughs> Rosebud. Uh, oh boy, it's so tough. I mean, it's all over the place. Shakes the Clown. Have you ever seen that movie? Um, who's in that? Uh, Bobcat Goldthwait. Yeah, which yeah. Which is not why I like the film, but well, yeah, he's like really, I can picture he's the poster. one of the most annoying people I think that has been around and you know in our lives. But 
but there's something about that movie. It's just amazing. I mean, it's about a bunch of clowns who live in a, a town called Palookaville, and they hang out at a bar called The Twisted Balloon, and they're all just horrible people, and they're drunks. I mean, the, the premise is just, it's, it's awesome. Um, you know, and there's always Roadhouse with Pat, Patrick Swayze. I mean, yes. come on, you know. <laughs> I have uh, in my house a friend of mine for my birthday made a, a painting of uh, Dalton, and that it's yeah. like this tall, and it's a he wrote on it, uh, "Be nice until it's time to not be nice." And like yeah. every time I'm in my house, like I see that, and it's I just love that, oh, love that yeah. movie so much. Oh, it's so good. I mean, that was a tour movie for many, many years. So there's the different kind of right. categories. I mean, there's like the you know the artsy films you know that you love, and they're great films. And then there's those you know, it's great the ones that you watch with your band over and over and over again on tour. We had one tour. I don't even think this is that good of a movie. I mean, I don't even know if it's funny, but uh, that Night at the Roxbury movie, we, yeah, we, the we doom, put doom, the DVD doom. on in the bus and just put it on repeat <laughs> for like a two-month tour. And it just got to the point where it was like, don't stop it. <laughs> Who is stopping that? You can't stop that. And it just, it, every time you walked in, you just didn't notice it after a while. It was yeah, just always on. And people would come by or maybe come like girlfriends or something would come hang out for a few days on the bus and be like, can I turn this off? No. <laughs> it's special. It's, it's something special. important. Yeah, I think I know every line. The Warriors. Yes. It's one did of you my see the all they, time favorites? Uh, a bunch of the cast just did. Uh, I saw a, that the whole thing, and here. it was while I was on tour that it was happening. I would have definitely gone to that. Yeah. Long Island, right? Uh, no, Coney Island. No. Oh, yeah, yeah, Coney. right here. They, of course, they took the train cool. and did the Duh. whole thing. Yeah, that was, um, that was an obvious one. Yeah, I watched that movie eighty-seven times when I got the videotape from Barry Dvorzon, who did the music for the film, because mm -hmm. my parents knew him. And uh, uh, with this guy, Josh Brolin, this actor that I grew up with, um, who was my best friend at the time, we watched that movie every day after school for like a year or something, I don't know, almost every day. We watched it so many times, and I, I remember thinking, this is the 87th time. I mean, we knew every yeah. word, you know, I think I can still recite the movie. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you know. no, I. Those are I, the ones that stick with you. But I, I love all the Marvel movies. By cool. the way, I love them. Did you wait? Did you say Josh Brolin? Like, yeah, Josh Brolin from Goonies and. Yep. Yeah, he's yeah. he's Thanos in our Marvel movies. Oh, he is oh. like the big bad that is looming across the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe. You, I might have known that, uh, which is amazing. Like, yeah, well, we haven't spoken in a long time. I mean, but that's that's I, I cool. Lost touch with that's a neat little. Yeah, of course. Uh, connection, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Does your uh, does your daughter like them? Because like I'm curious to see how kids well, react to. She the would if she would give them a chance, but she's <laughs> uh, she's she's a book reader, you know. Okay. She's not really that into movies. I take her to see you know like Inside Out. I'll take her to see the Pixar films and stuff mm -hmm. so that we can enjoy together. Um, but she's you know she's kind of an odd kid. I mean, in a good way. Yeah. You know, like, she's been obsessed with World War II for the last couple of years. So she just watches all these movies with these old Jewish people talking about their time in captivity. And she says, Dad, you got to see it. It's so sad. And I go, I Whoa. don't, don't want to see that. That's a lot. That's I've intense. i cried for these people. Jeez. You know, you know, I mean, yeah, she's she's uh, she's different. We homeschool, you know. Yeah. We're trying to make her weird. <laughs> uh, the Warriors, you mentioned. Yeah. Have you ever read the book? Uh, I didn't read the book, no. I... I read because I love the movie and I'd seen it so many yeah. times. I'm like, I want to buy the book and yeah. I'm going to read it. So upsetting. It oh, is, I'm sure. It is. It, it takes like all the darkest and you know like parts that they kind of hint at in places, and just 
it's way worse. And I, like I was reading it on the subway, oh, and like oh. some of the thing, like the way some of the things that happened to the characters there, I was just like, I, it's bumming me out. Oh, and like stinks. there's rape in it, and there's all this stuff, oh, no. and I'm like not. I, well, there's almost. I, but that's what I'm saying. Ajax, like, yeah. like they get into some of those like tangentially in the movie. Right. And then it, in, the book, in the book, they go the yeah, whole way. I, I have no, a hard time with yeah, the book. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what's sort of beautiful about that movie is that it's kind of sweet. Yeah. It's kind of like a Disney film almost. You know, it never it hints at all these things, and there's all these fights. But the fights, if you watch them closely, they're not that violent. Yeah, it's like a dude get hits, gets hit with a two by four. Well, it's almost like, like the Marvel movies, like you know, there or or any of these kind of action movies. That, that's why kids can watch them because even though there's all this intense fighting, they're not just really brutally but you know it's not evil dead time right yeah we're yeah. gonna watch that movie with my daughter I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah the warriors though yeah it's not like the outsiders where the book's yeah. great and the movie's great exactly yeah. um that's so fair. uh on top of your acoustic stuff lag wagon still rolling along yeah that's great yeah. yeah we got a bunch of tours coming up just after this i mean actually on this tour i have to fly in to play a show with those guys in la and then fly back to meet these guys Boy. Not really looking forward to that, actually. 6 a.m. flight. Oof. I think we play. It's a festival. Uh-huh. And, and where was it? It's 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 in L.A. or it's San Bernardino, and it's okay. called It's Not Dead. And it's based on, it's it's the guy that, Kevin Lyman, that did the Warp Tour forever. And he's basically put kind of a who's who of punk rock, you know. Um, I mean, older punk bands, Bad Religion, Descendants. Every band that you can think of almost is playing it. And so we're really lucky to be playing it. But they do like this lottery for what t- show time you get. That's what they always did on the Warp Tour. But somehow on the Warp Tour, it seemed like, well, I probably shouldn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's certain people that go, oh, I got three o'clock. I don't think so. Mm. But who knows? We'll see. Anyway, I fly, I fly at like 6 a.m. And I, and I get there at one o'clock. And I'm just hoping that our lottery pick isn't. For one o'clock or twelve thirty. Twelve thirty. Yeah, that would be kind of a disaster. It's risky. Oh, yeah. We'll see. But yeah, it should be a fun day. Just gonna be tired. Yeah. But yeah, Lagwagon's still going. I mean, we never stopped. You know. I think sometimes when you don't make music for a while, people think that your band's on hiatus. Sure. But the truth is, we never stopped touring. Cause it's sort of been our job for so long. None of us. Well, actually, some of the guys have jobs now. Not me. I'm still, Life. I'm still going. Yeah. <laughs> but you're doing all kinds of awesome, other yeah, awesome yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. I fill in the blanks. Yeah. Are, are there any other projects and bands you're working on or dabbling in? I always have uh, three or four things that, that, that I'm kind of just doing periodically, and sometimes it'll be years between. But, uh, you know, there's a band called Bad Astronaut that I did some records yep. with. Yeah, and, yeah. And we, uh, you know, we do tours every once in a while. They're really small, short ones because guys in the band are very busy with their normal lives and um yeah I, I mean just strange things come along and i just say yes i'm trying to say no a little more often to be honest i mean you know i feel like the lag wagon thing and the me first and the gimme gimme's thing that happens maybe once a year mm-hmm. uh and the acoustic stuff is plenty yeah you know i i do want to see my daughter grow up if possible <laughs> there's some years you're so selfish yeah i know I am. Yeah, uh, no. But the, yeah, she, uh, there's been a couple years in recent years, now that she's old enough to really judge it, um, that I've done 280 shows, you know, and Jesus. It, it's, it's, yeah, it's kind of brutal. My God. And she, you know, she's, she's 
she doesn't uh, whine at all. You know, she's very sweet about it, but she's she's requested that I spend a little more time at home. That's nice, though. Yeah. Like, yeah. to have uh, an adolescent kid yeah. be like, I want to see you more? Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, you know, I got Good a cu- you. couple more years of that, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Uh, so. Me first. We I was just talking to Jordan, who's one of our comic book editors. He heads up like our Star Wars comics and Deadpool and cool stuff. Mm. He um, he plays uh, ukulele, and he had, like, some stuff on oh. uh, on YouTube or whatever, and Fat Mike reached out to have him do something with him. So he actually played on the, the musical. Oh, thing. cool. Nice. Um, a little bit. I will introduce you because, yeah. yeah, it's just awesome. – he, it's a cool connection. It's just one – and I had no idea until right I before we got in. I listened to that. I can't believe I haven't heard that home street home. I don't know why. I have it. I look at it every once in a while. I think <laughs> I should hear that. Eh. <laughs> Just shrug. Mm. Uh, that's awesome. Um, that's great. Yeah. All right. So we're gonna do a tour, and uh, you got your show tonight. I'm sure you've got other stuff you're rolling along with. Uh, where are fans gonna find you on social media? Uh oh, it's kind of spread out all over. I mean, obviously, you know, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, I have Joey K pages with slightly varying names. I mean, Facebook, it's, it's Joe, you know, backslash Joey Cape. Twitter, it's Joey Cape. But then I have like a multiple Twitter and Facebook accounts because I try to do different things. Mm. For a while, I was doing something a little bit like uh, jaded, you know, punk Hulk. What what, 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 is, what do they call it? I'm not, fam- I'm not familiar. Yeah. Yeah. No idea. That guy, yeah. whatever his name is. Um, called Joey Says, where I would just, anytime I said something that was funny, you know, and, and what's that? One or two tweets this tour. Yeah. Yeah. A like, couple of good it, things. Well, the friends of mine that know I have it, uh, when I say something really absurd or awful, they say, Joey Says, and then I just tweet it, <laughs> and it's not very good. Um, <laughs> you know, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's changing all the time. Yeah. You know, I saw so. you're doing some periscoping, too. Yeah, that's him. Actually, it's, it's my great. Chris I, I love the platform and like having yeah. that he, he, instant he, connection. I mean, I knew about it and I wanted to do it. And we used to do, uh, I think it was called UStream. Mm-hmm. You know, we did that for a while with Lagwagon, and it was a lot of fun. But Periscope is a uh, much better to find. I mean, it's I like yeah. so immediate. And links to the Twitter, you know, yeah. which is really, you know, it's great. It's like instant following and and uh, yeah. So he he actually set up my account, but I was having this thing with my phone where my uh, the the, the uh, store wasn't working. I couldn't get any couldn't do any updates or anything when we were in Canada so uh, he's been doing those periscopes and I, I think it's kind of funny because he keeps filming me and I think was well, sort of weird I don't know there's something about like look at me you know it's already like that with the network thing to begin yeah, yeah. with you know this is what I'm doing now <laughs> I'm fabulous <laughs> yeah. yeah I don't know yeah it's very cool though but I think the the cool thing to do with Periscope is set up like Q and A's and stuff to say, look, I'm going to do this at a certain time. Hit me with some you yeah. know, chat and stuff. And then just trying to keep up with the yeah. number of stuff coming in is yeah. always. I used to do this this thing uh, called Stage It, uh-huh. um, which is like um, you know a live concert, and you set it up in advance, and you tell everybody and you know, all the networks about it, and then it's just four, three, two, one, and you're you're by yourself in front of a camera and a microphone, and you're like, hi. <laughs> And all you've got is the chat just going, like, request, just all this stuff. And, you know, you might catch a word, mm-hmm. and every once in a while you catch, like, a negative word. Or, like, like this sounds terrible. Or you just see that and go, oh, oh. You, just, <laughs> you know, or, or something good, you know, hopefully mostly good. But, uh, 
yeah, it's it's a. I, I imagine it might be kind of tough. Yeah. Yeah. I I'm fascinated. And Reddit, you know, when you do right. Reddit, with Reddit, yeah, with the AMAs, yeah, and yeah stuff. the AMAs, those those are tough. Yeah, I mean, you're, it goes an hour goes by and like it seems like a minute, yeah. and you're exhausted afterwards. But it's fun. Uh, you were talking about you know doing that stage it type thing, and I'm fascinated because I didn't grow up. We didn't have that sort of yeah. interaction, that kind of interaction growing up. But kids now, that's the, that like that's the YouTube generation, like that's how they do things. Yeah, and it's it's just a different way of it's like, incredible thinking about. I'm astounded by my daughter's friends and her. Yeah, they. This is how they listen to music. They walk around with their device, and they're totally okay with the audio. And I've got these Bluetooth speakers all over the house, you know, that I've I've bought, you know, because I'm an audiophile. So yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, that's it's it's offensive to me. So I'm constantly saying, you know, all you have to do is turn on your Bluetooth, and that speaker right there will work, and it doesn't sound great. But it sounds a lot better than that speaker, <laughs> you know. But they just stream stuff off of YouTube or Spotify, yep. and if it's yeah. not there, they don't care. Next song, and they don't even buy music. I, it's terrifying. Yeah. It's like this is what's coming, you know. Like, I mean, they're the new, and they love music, but it's just whatever's readily available. That's it. I bought four albums this past weekend, like four records, and it's like the guy who works for me out in LA. Uh, Every time we talk about music, he'll just send me a YouTube link. That's the only thing he sends me. And I'm yeah. like, but I want to I want to own this. Like, there's just, yeah. I wanna, and I want to support whoever I'm listening yeah. to. Like, there's a different, yeah. we, it's we, weird. We, we have a very different way of looking at that, yeah. I guess, because of our generation. Yeah, I, I, I do like to own it. I like it to be, you know, right there for me. I don't want to have to stream it. But I do stream things, you know, like we were talking about the gym. I use Spotify there. I'm sort of, I've sort of given in. Get it swole with is. Spotify. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I, I held off that stuff forever. Yeah. You know, I was like an anti-technology guy when it came to that because of what I do. And uh, it, it wasn't, you know, I welcome technology, so don't take that the wrong way. I, I actually, anytime these changes were coming, I always thought, oh, this is cool. This is cool. And, you know, I think if you had any kind of success in any of the arts, you have to consider yourself incredibly fortunate. You know, you really have to think of it that way. It's important to remember that. Yeah. So I never had any sort of... Uh, I wasn't bitter, but I just thought, well, but I'm not doing that. Like it's it's right, it's more or less stealing, so I'm just not going to do it because you know I know what it's like to work on these things, and we work hard, you know, most of us I think. And uh, but you know, it, at this point the war's over, so uh, if there was one, you know, it doesn't. It's just sort of it doesn't matter. So it is it is pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Except for the... <laughs> Knock it down, pick it back up. There you go. That's what I do. Yeah, I'm crazy. Um, yeah, except for like, uh, you know, unless you pay uh, the, the shuffling stuff. And, you know, you're waiting for this one song and it tells you how you, what order you're going to hear things. Yeah, I would still rather own the record is what my yes. point was. Yeah. yeah, me too. 100%. Yeah. Cool. Joey, thank you for coming on. Hey, man. Really Pleasure. appreciate it. Uh, and guys, check out uh, Stitch Puppy. Uh, is that the name of the record? Yeah. Stitch Puppy, available now. Go buy it. Don't just stream it. Go buy it. It's really right. good. <laughs> All right, guys. That was Joey Cape, also of Lagwagon. Now it is time for Warriors. And listen to this. Awesome. And then go check out their music. Hey, guys. Uh, super fun time for me here. I'm Ryan Panagos, a.k.a. Marvel's Agent M, and I'm joined by... Audrey Z. Whitehead. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Yerg. Uh, Lauren Denizio. Lou Hanman. 
And you guys are the band. Warriors. Warriors. Very cool. So I, I was telling you this before we started recording, and this is just uh, this is 100% true. I wanted I, I like messaged Blake. Uh, I was like, Blake, can you get this band by? I really like their music. Uh, <laughs> hopefully, oh. they're Marvel fans. Yes. And yes. Uh, it was just it was fortuitous because I've been listening. I I honestly didn't hear you guys until I got a press release about the mm. the new record. Oh, so oh. good job to awesome. who's PR? Deb. Deb. Uh, yeah. Deb we love Deb. Uh, we Debbie love Pressman. Deb too. Yeah. yeah. Right. And and those work, which is great. I was like, <laughs> oh, cool. This sounds interesting. I uh, I went to the site. I listened to it. I was like, holy crap, this is fantastic. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, no. So tell uh, the Marvel fans who may be unfamiliar what you guys are all about. Sound sort of your message and, and stuff that you're doing. Um, well, well, <laughs> um, everybody's yeah. looking at you. I know. Uh, we, uh, I guess we're a punk rock band and, um, and, and yeah, we, um, we've been together for probably like four or five years now, but it's, um, mainly like me as a songwriter and, um, uh, everyone here today, um, is who, um, has worked on the most recent record and who are um you know touring um like this is this is who plays live and um yeah i mean i don't uh i feel like who who we are as a as a band or like what we're all about i guess um i don't know i guess i just i try to write um pretty honestly about the things that are on my mind and that ends up being um pretty political sometimes um but also also really personal so um i don't i don't know what else to, to say <laughs> beyond yeah. that because i don't like putting i don't like putting really sure. specific labels on us but that's mm -hmm. you know yeah but it's it's fun like if you're just like a casual music fan you can mm -hmm. get into it because it's fun it's fast there's a lot of like there's a lot of excitement to it yes but mm -hmm. there's so much more when you start digging into the lyrics and learning more about what you guys have you know checking out like you got you have a great tumblr for the band and then your own mm -hmm. stuff and and getting into sort of the nuts and bolts of everything it's fun and reading interviews is cool because like is this the biggest release for you guys i guess so far is yeah definitely, definitely yeah. i think it's definitely <laughs> the most the most work that's gone into a record for it's us the first for sure. full album i was gonna say it's also so. the longest album yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> Long, yeah longest longest record so far so yeah something like 23 minutes or <laughs> 28 28, 28? Yeah, oh those five gosh. minutes are crucial that's perfect, perfect punk length <laughs> Yeah. Yes, <laughs> totally. And uh, Laura Jane Grace did uh, worked on production, yes. right? Yes, yeah, she, awesome. yeah, she produced it with us. Yeah, and um, Mark Jacob Hudson uh, like engineered and recorded it. That's super fun. You guys, big tour stuff coming up, I think, right? Or mm -hmm. your yeah. uh, big East Coast dates, I think. Yeah, we right? have. Can't remember what I saw yeah. last. A lot of the rest of the year, pretty much. Just yeah, got back on Sunday actually from our last tour. But yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we're we're on tour for a couple of weeks in in September, just us, and then. Um, we are playing the fest in Gainesville, pre-fest and fest down there, and then right after that, we're on tour with uh, Beach Slang in Lithuania, um, all around the states for about a month. Yeah, how uh, I'm always curious how musicians look at like playing the festivals and stuff. Mm -hmm. I've in you know in like past my teenage years, I've only gone to I think one, which was um, they do it in Louisville. In, in crazy uh, fest. Crazy fest. Oh, I just yeah. went to like one of the recent crazy fests. Yeah, I, I was, drove down. I, with, I drove down <laughs> with uh, self defense family oh, and yeah. um, like met up with with the against me guys and 
gave them literally a bag of comics. <laughs> yeah, I was like here because awesome. <laughs> uh, I, I know them and and gave them that. And it's like that's it's a it seems like such a weird environment to play mm-hmm. in and sort of like there's like sometimes multiple stages and mm-hmm. stuff. How is it playing those and what's your reaction mm-hmm. to that? Well, I mean, I think the the fest is a little bit different than like the like multi-stage kind of one location sort of a festival, but I mean, I think anything like that that I've ever played it's it usually ends up being about um seeing some of your favorite bands, seeing your friends, like es- especially um when a, a lot of our buddies are also on tour and playing those sorts of things. So so yeah, I mean, especially the Fest in Gainesville, I always think of it as just like a big friend reunion. Yeah. Like it's more it's more about that than necessarily um, I almost find the stages. I after a while after playing a bunch of them I realized that like um, if I treat the because mu- it used to be I have I'd ha- I have to go see this band, I have to go to catch mm-hmm. 5 minutes of this band, then catch 20 minutes of this band, you know. Yeah. It was just impossible mm-hmm. after a while to get into mm-hmm. everything that you wanted to see and then I finally relaxed with that and I was like I'm just going to go along, hang out with my friends and see what happens. And then, yeah, yeah it became, like, more important to just catch up with buddies that you haven't seen in a while. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, uh, is that what you guys say that's your favorite, the, the Fest in Gainesville? Like, what you currently play, is there one that you would say, if a fan who likes your kind of music and, and, and all that stuff, like, one big old crazy awesome fest to go to, would you have a suggestion? I would say the yeah, fest. fest. Yeah. Which one? The fest. In it's just called oh. fest. Yeah. The it's fest. It's uh, a... <laughs> the fest. <laughs> It's, yeah, I mean, there's just uh, always a bunch of great bands. It's always a really good, just, like, happy party atmosphere. Like, just, you know, people all just really want to go hang out. Like, I've never really heard anything really crazy, like, happening there. Like, it's always just, like, kind of a fun, let's let's all have fun for a weekend. And Mm -hmm. the people who put it on are really, really great people. That's awesome. That's good. I uh, we had um, some folks from Live Nation in here the other day. Mm-hmm. We're buddies with some of them. But one of the guys who was brought through, they were saying hi to me, and it's like, hey, maybe you know this guy. And they like sort of parted, and it was a dude who I used to do shows with uh, on Long Island oh, in like wow. the early two thousands, and used to do shows on Long Island. Like I hadn't seen in maybe nine years, but oh, he's wow. now at Live Nation, and I'm here, and it's just I love that you can have these interactions with people. Mm-hmm in punk rock and hardcore and, and those communities and then like 10 years later it's like oh my god you're doing what this is great yeah. Yeah. I love seeing yeah, yeah. you and it's it's super fun the, like, the community has always been one of my favorite things about like those types of music yeah, yeah totally it's the best part about touring too it's like um, you always come back around and see like the same people over and over again yeah, yeah. see how their lives are changing are you guys so you're based out of Brooklyn yes okay. or New York City New yeah. York City are, are any of you from New York? Where are you guys? Because it seems like y'all, you might come from different places. True. Mm-hmm. Me. Let's go. I'm, I'm from New Jersey. Okay. Yeah, same. Central, Central New Jersey, yeah. Well, I'm from England, so. <laughs> really? I, so I get the points. <laughs> I'm from Kentucky originally. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in New Jersey, there was the Melody Bar. Yeah. Used to mm-hmm. go, yeah. Was that, like, did you guys go? I used to go see, uh, it was before I was of age, so I used to go see all ages matinee shows there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I saw some shows there that I just can't even believe happened. Like, uh, like you know, like that Lifetime would play there. It was a tiny, it was, it was smaller than this room. So tiny. Right now, which is not <laughs> a big room. Yeah. And I could, it was the attic of a dive bar. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe the crazy shows that they would have there. Like, I saw Game Face there, and it was like, I couldn't even move. I so love Game Face so there much. on the first tour. Yeah. yeah. It was like, 
I don't understand how any of those shows happened yeah. <laughs> looking back on it now. Yeah. yeah, it was a little far from where I grew up. Okay, um, so I, I feel like I only went there a couple of times. But it was definitely—I mean, that's definitely a bar that I knew about and went to. Sure. Sometimes. Where? How did you guys each get into you know the music, the scene, all that stuff? Mm. Uh, well, my old band and Lauren's old band did a split because of because of J Church, basically. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And uh, and then and then that's how we met is through through that but. yeah uh, and then meeting up at the fest and I find myself in Lauren's band now, <laughs> yeah. which is pretty cool mm-hmm. um, well yeah I mean uh, I feel like going to local shows in New Jersey and shows in New Brunswick and um, it's like def- definitely going to much smaller local shows mm-hmm. is how I started getting getting into music in general and yeah. like that's totally my context and I feel like that's pretty similar yeah. for you I mean I, I was always super into music like you know, when I was young I was super into the Beatles and older stuff still are. and I still, still am, are. Still am. <laughs> uh, and then I got into like metal and then I got into then uh, you know around the early 90s like, I started getting into you know punk rock started hitting like the airwaves and I was like mm-hmm. oh cool Green Day this rules and yeah. Rancid and then got into like the fat stuff, and then that just led me into like, oh, they mentioned Demo- Maxim Rock and Roll. Mm-hmm. What what is that? Oh, let me buy that. Oh, there's ads for a zillion different things here. Let me mm-hmm. yeah. order whatever I whatever looks good and see what sticks. And then yeah. it just went from there. And then I got sure. then I got I got into local stuff way later. Yeah. Oh, okay. And so. then like like kind of like mid early early high school mid high school like I got into like the local scene. Mm-hmm. So I kind of missed unfortunately when like lifetime was still around and like the the, the cool the, like and i got into the bouncing souls but they had already like graduated into like being you know playing bigger venues and sure. stuff at that point so but yeah that was pretty that's how i got into it and mm. then it just kept going and just joined a million bands and <laughs> started touring and yeah. then that you're still on tour here i've been on tour for 15 years yeah. <laughs> i had a sort of different experience i like so when I was a teenager, I was living in Virginia, and the only like um, punk music that was around was like super like dude bro hardcore that I just felt like extremely alienated by. So like when I was in high school, like I listened to a lot of like punk and indie music, but I never really like, went to any local shows. Where in Virginia? Uh, a place called Newport News. It's like around I don't know Virginia why, I'm Beach. Sorry. I don't know why I asked because I have no concept <laughs> of geography. When I mm-hmm. think of Virginia, I think of uh, Richmond and I think yeah, it's Vale. It's like um, an yeah. hour from like Richmond okay. and it's like sort of like on the coast. Okay. But like, News is Mike Watt's hometown though. It, yes, Newport Mike Watt was born there born and I, yeah, News. I was a huge uh, Minutemen <laughs> fan but you know I never like really went to shows because I was like I don't really just want to like go in a circle pit with like a bunch <laughs> of like dudes who are like chewing dip in between sets. <laughs> so I never really thought like punk was anything for me until I like in terms of like a live scene but then when I came to New York and started seeing a lot of like female and queer fronted bands um like when I was 18 I moved here and I was like oh okay I could do this I could do this that's awesome now I do this uh I was listening to Damien from F'd Up's because we don't curse on here uh, from F'd Up's uh his podcast which I love and he he you know talking to a lot of people who are still in bands and doing a lot of things talking about how they got into music and reading the liner notes mm-hmm. in records and yes. then you're like yep. who are these bands and i remember it i, I like i remember uh, i 
my AOL name was in uh, like a hate cores like <laughs> Blake you'll have to bleep this out for one of their records <laughs> but then I was like looking at who else they they you know like were on that list mm -hmm. I was like those must be like cool, cool people. people and cool bands um, but now I can't imagine there's that same well, experience so yeah. What is what is the equivalent now? Is it like who they follow on Twitter and and yeah. Or, 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 yeah. Or, or like I would think like a lot of I'll find bands because a friend of mine will post their Bandcamp mm -hmm. on Facebook. Okay. Or something. Mm -hmm. Like I've, I've only been listening to this song for the last twenty four hours. Like it's great, and and I'll check it out. And that's yeah. that's kind of the equivalent for me now because mm -hmm. that's what I used to do that all the time. Yeah. Like, just yeah. like. It was the easiest, they, best and way. And bands would yeah. usually have a, like, a thanks list and a band thanks list. And yeah. anybody in the band thanks list, I would just buy the record. Yeah. <laughs> or like when we, when we did the liner notes for, the, or when I wrote the liner notes, <laughs> liner notes for this record, like, I, I mean, I, because I started listening to music and like mm -hmm. grew up with that, reading the liner mm -hmm. notes and paying attention to the bands that people mentioned, like, you know, I said thanks to a, like a bunch of our friends mm -hmm. and like my, you know, favorite bands that we played with. Um, because I feel like I want people to still do yeah. that. Like, yeah. I hope sure. that that's yeah. still a thing. Yeah. Because um, I think that, um, yeah, it's like you never you never know how people find out about that yeah. kind of stuff. And, and I, I wish that I had more um, ways to find out about bands than through blogs and people reposting things. So. Yeah, I, I'm yeah. just, fat, you know, because we're always looking at it as well for, for comics yeah. and, and stuff mm -hmm. like totally. how our fans, like, we in doing this podcast we're very cognizant of okay you guys read the new star wars comic well the guy who's writing the new star wars comic wrote xyz mm -hmm. and you know he has creator own books that are this and mm -hmm. like the colorist does this and the penciler does, you know like mm -hmm. trying to make sure that there are ways to discover things that you would have yeah. no other way to discover because we just don't it's it's sort of like figuring out as we go along. Yeah, for me, um, I there, this is related because it's a comic, but there's this uh, diary comic called Snake Pit. Yeah. Um. Yeah, you know. It. Yeah, yeah, of course. So he like writes, you know, what like his, what band is he in? Uh, he's and he uh, was in J Church. Yeah. Ghost Knife. Ghost Knife. Oh, yeah. Um, Shanghai River. He's been in a ton Party of bands. Garbage. Oh, yeah. Party, Party garbage, garbage yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I found out about all of their bands when I was still a teenager because I'm younger than. But I found out about the Ergs, the Measure, and Flamingo Fifty when I was a teenager from reading this. Was snake that from pit. him? Right, because he always writes what song he's listening to when, when he, he draws the yeah, comic yeah. every day. So yeah, and, and sometimes he'll put like a sampler on, like it, uh, I think mm -hmm. in one of the collection books he put a sampler of all the bands that he had. And the Ergs were on there, and yeah. Flamingo Fifty was on yeah. there. <laughs> I remember. Oh, so that was how <laughs> I I found out a lot about a, uh, punk rock. Through reading Snake Pit, just I gonna plug it. that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Snake Pit, we love you. Yeah. <laughs> we uh, we have one of our, our talent managers here. He used to do a diary comic, uh, and I remember he had copies of Snake Pit, but he's not a mm -hmm. punk kid. He's just mm -hmm. like it was that weird, cool intersection yeah. where mm -hmm. he just liked it because he, someone was doing something that he did art wise and story wise, and so then he started learning, and there was just conversation pieces to. To, to go with there, which mm -hmm. is awesome. Uh, cool. But you guys are here at Marvel. Uh, so <laughs> uh, I, 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 before we, we got on, you know, it's always a concern when I, I want to have someone here selfishly just to talk about like cool music and, or whatever it is. And then when there's the, the fortuitous yes. uh, aspects where they're actually Marvel fans to varying degrees, but you know, like 
you're giddy. I'm a huge Marvel. I'm so excited. I was jumping up and down in the elevator when we were coming up. I was like, it's not listed on the elevator. No. It's like we're going into Shield Space. The helicopter here. When we got the email, like we were all like, yeah, we can do it. And hers was all caps, just like. <laughs> well, yeah, because I didn't even, I didn't even know whether or not anyone was a huge Marvel fan. Mm. I just, I mean, I expected it to be like a cool reaction, but Audrey was so psyched. And I'm, all, I mean, I'm also very excited. <laughs> we're all very excited to be here. But, yeah. Uh, so growing up, what did you, what were you reading? What were the, the books that got uh, you like excited about comics? When I was really young, I was super into like Spider-Man and Iron Man and Captain America. I read a lot of um, those when I was like really young. Um, and then when I was a teenager, I sort of got more into like indie comics, like Dan Close and um, some of the like Vertigo stuff, sure. uh, Swamp Thing. And then once I got to college, I was like, oh, wait, but actually I really just love reading superhero books. <laughs> so, um, I mean, I think the greatest comic of all time to me is X-Men, um, especially like Claremont's run. He was on that book for so long and just like really, I think, redefined comics and um, just like brought so many new things into it. Um, and then sort of like all the associated X books, like New Mutants, um, X Factor, so on and so forth. I don't want to, I feel like I'm just going to talk forever. <laughs> it's, your, it's your moment. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I really love um, all of those. Um, I mean, I do read a bunch of DC stuff too because I'm a huge Gail Simone fan. I'm sorry. No, it's I'm really, okay. I know she's worked yeah, some yeah, stuff for, for sure. y'all as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, oh, there's just too many to list. Um, I really liked the Young Avengers that just happened. That was really great. Definitely. Um, and, like, our current Hawkeye runs. Uh, sorry, I'll just, I'll stop. <laughs> I could go on literally for, like, the rest of this energy and just, like, talk about all the comics that I love. Um, I still do, like, Andy's a lot, too. Michael DeForge. And, um, DeForge is bananas. Yes. Do you know his so work? So amazing. Mm -hmm. You gotta no. show her some of the DeForge stuff. I, I cool. can. He's I'll definitely. Crazy. Oh, your Mike will have books by him. Okay. Your roommate. Sorry. Oh yeah. That yeah, yeah. A, yeah. That's <laughs> gonna be a weird no, thing works. on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, Mike likes Michael DeForge, so yeah. Cool. Talk to Mike about, <laughs> about Michael. Reading this book, Li Sacred Heart by Liz Suburbia, right now. Okay. Very good. Just came out on Fantagraphics. Would check out. It's like scuzzy high school dirt bags, but then also there's like these like supernatural murders and like just sort of apocalyptic feeling in general. It's very cool. That sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> I, know, I feel like I, I got more into indie comics and stuff, but oh. I was I, I was really into Transmetropolitan for a long time. Oh yeah. Um, How could you not? Warren be? Ellis. Like that yeah. Book is so good. Warren's doing a new book for us, which oh, is very cool. exciting. Yeah. He's doing a Karnak story uh, series for us. Nice. Which is cool. That is See, cool. like that's and that's someone that I um, like followed when I was in college. Like I, I would mm -hmm. try to look at the other stuff that he was doing too, and um, uh, what's it called? Yeah, I mean, just a lot of graphic novels. Like I, when I was in school, I wrote a paper about black hole, and mm. um, uh, I really love like Farrell Dalrymple's work. Oh I'm yeah, not sure. Like what he. Like where he puts out things at the I, moment, but yeah. yeah, we only got him to do a little bit of work for us oh, so right, far. Yeah. But it's what did it he, he did? Uh, Omega the Unknown. Oh, that's it. Yeah. I really, yeah. Cool. See, and that's I thing. that's the thing. It's like I just kind of pick up things that friends tell me about, or yeah. that like for artists that I like, and yeah, um, yeah. So good. There's a there's a series called Strange Tales where uh, we just got like indie writers and artists and people who some of the others just loved and 
did like here do crazy stuff and they did amazing stories mm. um if you remind me i'll try to get some codes or something to get those to you guys because they're fun yeah. they're really good comics. awesome yeah and you mentioned uh gi joe yeah. right yeah like when i was uh, a kid me and my brother in the 80s we used to collect the gi joe comics yeah um in the uk and um it was one of the funnest things i can remember like yeah, it was great, and I had the action figures and stuff, and they were great because you could move all of their arms and legs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fun times in the Hanman household. There's a there's, there's a story, and I don't it's, it's apocryphal. I'm not really sure how much it's true, but the story goes that the GI Joe concept in comic yeah. was a an idea for Marvel's Shield, like our mm. super secret spy organization. Oh. And it sort mm -hmm. of didn't work out for okay. us, but then it became G.I. Joe and became its own thing, and we still did those comics for, like, mm -hmm. I don't know, 10 years ago. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> Which is awesome. Yeah. That's interesting. Super, yeah, it, I, I told you there was something I could pull yeah. we'll and do to, fun stuff with we'll that. I'll have to call my brother. <laughs> like, Mark, listen to this. Um, but I, I, I'm really thankful that you guys have come in and take some time to, to let me babble on about, you know, comics and music and stuff. It's fun. I don't get to do it all the time. Um, what? Uh, where are you guys going? Like, what's the, where's the tour? So the fans listening to this can can hopefully track you down. Sure. Well, um, the tour in September, we're basically like doing New England and the Midwest, so as far north as Portland, Maine, and as far west as Minneapolis. And then um, the U.S. tour um, kind of skips the southeast, unfortunately, but mm. um, honestly, like almost everywhere, <laughs> everywhere else. Um, in, in the States and a couple Canadian shows also uh, later this year. So. Cool. And uh, where are fans going to find you online? Social media and websites and stuff? Um, it's warriorsmusic.tumblr.com and also I think warriors.bandcamp yeah. and just on Facebook. So. <laughs> no the though. That's the important yeah, no part. The. If you just go don't forget to like just us warriors. Yeah. Just warriors, <laughs> not the warriors. It gets, yeah. yeah, we have like Marvel Entertainment on one platform at Marvel mm -hmm. on another it's like someone is camping on the thing that you want thank you and and from here we get to do the tours um, <laughs> yes. and yes. we'll go away with uh, many comments awesome. thank you so much thank you so thanks. much thanks for having us